Welcome to the Cultivate Farms podcast. My name is Sam Marwood and we really hope that you enjoy this podcast episode. Let's get you farming. Well, good day everybody and uh, thank you to UDB and Dairy Australia for inviting me here tonight. Um, hopefully what I'm going to say tonight is something a little bit different that um, you might not have heard before, but the whole aim here, here is to provide you with some really practical steps about how you can get on your farm if you're an aspiring farmer. Uh, how you can get off it if you're a retiring farmer, how you as a community member can start attracting more young people into, onto farms in your community. Uh, as an investor, how you can invest in young people and also uh, dairy advisors or uh, agronomists or anyone, uh, accounting, bankers, how they can be involved in really making a difference for, for young people and getting onto farms. So hopefully this is really uh, interesting, hopefully you're making lots of notes, um, trying to make it as practical as possible. So the title's around financing your farm future, but Putting this together, I've realised this is really just around changing mindsets, and this is about changing mindsets of aspiring farmers, and also everyone else associated with the farming industry. I think there's a lot we can do to improve uh, the chances of people who have a dream to become a farmer to get on their farm. At the moment, I think a lot of you guys are probably in the same situation, you're just frustrated that you want to be a farmer, you want to own your farm, you want to live your dream, and you can't, there's roadblocks, and we want to be a part of that, uh, the revolution in farming, that, that we want to eliminate the biggest barrier, which is access to capital, and if you want to be a farmer and you're good enough, you should be able to have a, a real crack at it. Um, so that's our focus, and that's what I want to talk about today. Is this a bit boomy? Is that okay? I'll put it away a little bit further. I can, I can run it. So this is Tim and Tegan Hicks, uh, they're co-founders of Cultivate Farms and they're the people that uh, most people eating their food every day think are growing their food. Young people, having a crack, uh, got kids, uh, they're so beautiful it makes you sick um, and in reality these guys will never be a farmer. They'll, if things um, progress the way they are now, they will never own their farm and live their dream that they want to and for me that's really depressing. And uh, I think for so many people across Australia, it's the same issue. And we want to try and eliminate that. We want these people to be farming. We want you guys to be farming as well. So our message is you can own a farm. It is possible to own a farm at any age. The question is how much do you own that farm uh, and how uh, you go about setting it up. But we think it's not so much about capital anymore. It's about your mindset. Do, how much are you willing to hustle and try different things uh, to get onto your farm? Uh, and we think there are plenty of creative ways that you can make this happen. Uh, and that's what we're all doing. That's what we're, we're trying to push with Colorado Farms. Um, so what do I mean by mindset? And we'll come back to this, but this is a bit of a summary of everyone involved in the ag industry around young or aspiring farmers. Are you willing to hustle? How hard do you want to work? If you've got a standard job and you want to get on a farm, what are you doing between 5pm and midnight every night to try and get onto your farm? Are you working hard enough to get on there? Retiring farmers, are you thinking about sharing? Or would you give or support someone who isn't your kid onto a farm? Investors, that's obviously investors, uh, would you be willing to give equity or allow an aspiring farmer to earn equity into your farm? So don't just buy a farm and put a farm manager on it. Give them equity, give them a stake in the property. Uh, communities, this is my picture of communities. Do you realise the opportunity that you have in your community to attract the best people from anywhere in Australia into your town, into your region, and onto farms? I think that's a really exciting one to unpack in a minute. And here, advisors. Advisors are the ones who give the confidence to retiring farmers around what their options are for setting back. These advisors, accountants, lawyers, uh, agronomists, these people should be thinking about different ways that they can support retiring farmers to think about different options 
instead of just selling the farm to the next door neighbour or putting on the market and hoping someone walks up and gives a top dollar, think about the next generation and support them and put in good processes and, and um, templates and legal agreements that really encourages the retiring farmers to, to think differently about transitioning the land. So I'll unpack all those concepts in a minute. So how is farm ownership possible? What are we doing that's different? It's pretty much matchmaking. This is all about getting the right people in the room together to have a conversation. This is not about getting farms cheaper or making young people millionaires. This is about getting people who want to be farmers, connecting with people who have money and want to buy farms, and with people who have the farm but want to step back. And it could be any combination of this, but it's about getting those people in a room, having a big list of each of those, and just figuring out what is the best arrangement for this farm. It could be, and I'll talk through different arrangements, but it could be vendor finance, it could be a lease to buy. The main thing for us is we just want to get these discussions going. We want retiring farmers to change their mindset. We want these young people to be out there hustling and driving up driveways, finding retiring farmers. We want investors to be thinking differently about how they invest and if they're going to get the next best farm. So if you want to make money on your farm, you've got to have good people. Um, and if you're not giving them equity or you're not giving them some ownership, you're not going to get the best people. And that's the sort of mindset change that we're pushing for. So this is all about matchmaking. That's the simple crux of what we're trying to do. Um, before I get into the practical steps around how you can get on your farm, I just want to talk about where do investors come from, because I think when you talk about investors for farms, people feel a bit irky about it all. But uh, I actually think there's lots of opportunities for people to back you onto your farm uh, and, and get that capital you need to, to get onto it and run it. So of course there's wealthy individuals, and we're building a, a great database of individuals who, who love what we're doing. They want to back young people, they also want to make money. Uh, but they love what we're doing, and we're building on that database, and we'd love to be able to get some wealthy individuals backing new guys on the farms in the district. There's the retiring farmer themselves. So you don't have to sell 100% of the farms. Sell 50% of them. Figure out what you need to go buy the house in town and retire and work backwards from that and leave your equity in the farm and have an ongoing income. Bank, of course there's the bank, but also you've got to get 35% of deposit of a million dollar property who's got $350,000 lying in their back pocket. But once you've got that equity, you can jump into the debt world and um, start, start making the best of use of banks. You can be backed by a wealthy farmer. There are so many people out there in Australia who work for individuals who are quite wealthy on their farms. Imagine if you prove yourself over a couple of years working for them and then say to them, hey, I'm going to leave or because I want to get on my own farm. What about if you just back me onto your, another farm? Uh, let's expand your empire. I'm the best, back me and I'll help you expand your empire. Local communities, there's a farm in northwest Tassie, a dairy farm, it's owned by eight community members and they're making 8% uh, return, the capital growth is uh, increased, uh, they have a young builder who's the farm manager and it's all overseen by a dairy farmer who's won multiple awards uh, across Australia for his farming. The idea that community, your local community can invest into your farm I think is so powerful and we, uh, we need to start presenting them with opportunities to invest into you guys. If you're putting these deals together, imagine that, that you can go to a community meeting. This is all this guy did, had a community meeting, put a proposal together, and he was oversubscribed. Um, that's the sort of thing we want to encourage. Retired farmers. How many farmers have retired, got a lot of money in their bank account, sitting just in town, and wondering where to put their money? Why aren't we tapping into those guys who can reinvest their money back into assets that they know and communities that they know and back the next pull forward back into the town by backing young, that young person onto a farm? I think that's an untapped source of of investors. Self-managed super in the same way. Friends and family. Surprising how many people have rich friends and family who might want to back him onto it. 
uh, and crowdfunding, equity crowdfunding is going to be big. And we're just getting our head around it. But if you've got an audience, I'll talk about the power of social media. If you've got an audience, you can get 200 people putting a thousand dollars each or a couple of thousand dollars each to help get you over the line to buy your farm. That is, the power is in your hands, and I think it's just a matter of us getting to know it. Know about this, get our head around it, and we can really untap, uh, unpack, and get access to all these areas of uh, finance. So, how could this farm ownership work? Uh, there's many, many situations and many, many arrangements that could happen. We don't mind how it happens. All we're trying to do is get people in the room together to have a conversation about the farm. So, in some, so we're just working through some examples just to get you thinking about how this could un unfold. So, number one is an experienced, aspiring farmer on a corporate farm who is backed by a retiring farmer. So you can be working on a corporate farm, working for five years, the retiring farmer finds out about you, or you hustle and find them, and they go, you are a good farmer, uh, I'm gonna back you on this little bit of a finance arrangement, you're awesome. Or it could be a young person with no experience at all, all they did was convince the retiring farmer to back them. That sounds exciting to me, but, uh, or a family farm who, uh, Again, they're quite wealthy, number three here. Um, they've got a farm manager on. The farm manager might be moving on because they're, they're trying to get onto that farm ownership, but they can back them onto that next property, the property next door, or the property down the road, uh, and expand their empire. Uh, it could be a young person on their family farm who realises there's no room to grow, and they just go up and headhunt a retiring farmer and get onto that, that farm with that retiring farmer. Um, a young person in their current family uh, working on the farm and they're retiring, their parents need to move away, they need some cash, you can get an investor in there to free out that cash to allow the, your parents to move on and buy the house in town. Or it could be purely an investor and we're getting them coming to us. Investor says to us, we're going to buy a multi-million dollar farm, Have you, who are the best people you've got? Um, we'll give them equity. Um, so it can be as simple as, as simple as that, or as complex as that. So in the dairy context, and I'm a, I'm, I grew up on a dairy farm in central Victoria and I understand dairy does this better than any other uh, industry in terms of supporting the next generation around share farming and also building equity through your herd. But I think there could be some areas we improve around how do we keep inspiring that next generation, how do we say uh, that we can actually get the best people onto farms in this area, into dairy, not just uh, necessarily kids off farms, but how do you attract people who would go and be lawyers or builders or accountants and, and inspire them to become farmers. Um, I, I'd love dairy industry to think, explore more ownership opportunities and different op ownership models. Um, share farming is definitely the, the key one at the moment. Uh, and also using the industry to encourage this idea of different ownership models and, and normalise this discussion. What we're talking about here with Cotto Farms uh, is not new. There are lease arrangements, vendor finance arrangements, equity arrangements happening every single day. All we're doing is trying to get people from around the table to have a discussion about it. So we need more people to normalise uh, these sort of uh, arrangements. So quickly about cultivate farms, what do we do? It's all about matchmaking. So we, we match that aspiring farming family or person with a retiring family and investors to own and operate a farm together. It could be that you don't have a retiring farmer involved, it's just you and investors, or it, uh, it could be it's just you and the retiring farmer. Uh, whatever combination, again, we don't mind, but the whole idea here is about matchmaking people onto, onto a farm uh, and having a, a conversation about the best arrangement. And we're building a database, so we're getting uh, uh, there's about 500 aspiring farmers who we've spoken to across the country in the last year or so. Um, we've had uh, we're in deep conversations with 20 retiring farmers across the country talking about what their options are, and they love the idea of, of handing their farm on to someone who has aligned values and, and supporting a new family into their community. And we've got lots of investors who say to us, our number one uh, thing that we need are good people. We can't make money on these farms unless you have good people. And we're saying, 
we're going to attract the best people in Australia and our, our system because we're all about supporting ownership and that's what you're going to do. That's what you need to get the very best people into farming is to show that you can build equity uh, and you can own your farm and you can have a great life and that way we're going to attract the best, that way we're going to attract all the investors and we're going to take over the world. <laughs> Why we're doing this is because we want to support regional communities. This is the town hall at Dingy where I grew up in central Victoria. It's 50 k's north of Bendigo and it's, it's, it's not thriving and it's, you think for 50 k's north there should be so many more people living there. Um, when I grew up there, it was really thriving. My dad works there now. He sold the um, they sold the farm. He says there's no new families coming in, uh, and the only people, the young people there, are the kids that are off the farm. And I think how how sad that that we're accepting this to happen. That it doesn't have to be this way. My dream is to go back to Dingy one day very soon. Put together a plan. We get ten young people back in that district over five years or something like that. That just work to inspire community that you have an asset here. People want to be farmers. People love regional Australia. We've just got to show them that you can be a farmer and, and open up those pathways. So that's why we're doing this. We want to see regional communities thrive. Um, I, won't, I won't be a farmer out of this because I've lost all practical skills, but we want to see all those people out there who have the skills to get onto farms. So what we do, this is how we're going to structure the talk from here on in around the different uh, audiences and what you can do to get onto a farm. We do three things around hope, farm reading and matchmaking. So the very first thing and a lot of what we do is, is encouraging people that you can be a farmer, giving you hope. There are so many people we talk to who are accountants or teachers and we say to them, oh yes, we've got a business here that makes it possible for anyone to be a farmer. And you see their eyes light up and they're going, you're joking. I could be a farmer. I would quit my job tomorrow if I could be a farmer. So there's a lot of what we're doing is, is moving that rubbish that's in front of people's eyes at the moment, thinking, oh no, I can't be a farmer, I can't own a farm. I'm not a millionaire. We're saying, no, no, it's all about now. It's not about money anymore. It's about how much you want to hustle, how much you want to work, how much you want to be creative, and how much you, you really want to be a farmer. We can make it happen. The second is then farm ready. So once you've got this hope, do you have the skills uh, and do you have the tenacity to make it happen? So a lot of what we're doing is connecting people up with the right job opportunities or education opportunities to get your skills up to get on the farm. And the third is matchmaking. So it's about us. Farms are coming to us and we'll start matching people up onto those farms. But alternatively, it's, and I think this is the best option, is encouraging you guys, now that you've got the hope and you're ready to get on a farm, is to hustle and find your farm, find the retiring farmer, find investors, do whatever you can do in your local community to find as many farm opportunities as possible so that you can get on the farm yourself. So from an aspiring farmer's point of view, what are the things you can do uh, to get onto your dream farm? Number one is documenting your plan. So many times, uh, and we've got it on our website now, you can sign up and you write down your farming dreams. We really encourage you to, to not go for second best. Figure out what it is you want out of life and what you want out of your farm and go for it. If you haven't written that down, and you don't know what you want, uh, how are you going to know how to fight for it and how you know you're going to get there? So we encourage people to write down your dreams. Write them down, get to know them. Uh, third one here is talk it out. Don't be afraid to tell people you're going to be a farmer. So many people I talk to, um, are just, they seem ashamed that they, they want to be a farmer. And I think that's terrible. You should be shouting this to everybody and telling as many people as you can because the more times you talk this out, the more it's going to be real in your head. The second one, go back to number two, are you hungry? I think there's so many people who probably have a dream of being a farmer but aren't going to put in the work um, and oh, I don't understand how hard it's going to be to get there. Um, you've got to have that dream, plus you've got to put in a lot of work, so you're really hungry for it. And then fourthly, make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who have the same vision as you. A lot of people say you're crazy wanting to be a farmer, um, and so you need to surround yourself with other aspiring farmers that can pump you guys up. Because it's going to be hard, uh, it might take years to get onto your farm, but you need those people around you to, to keep going. Now that you've got that hope, 
get yourself farm ready. So I'd encourage people to do a skills audit. What are the things you need to know to be a farmer? Assess what you know and then start doing courses or go work on a farm or do whatever it is you can to get your skills up to the level so that if farms come through for us, from us to you, uh, we can say yep, you're a top quality farmer and you're on. Or if you're going to try and impress a retiring farmer, you can list off all the things you've been doing to get farm ready. One of the really exciting things I think is Something everyone should do uh, instead of heading off to TAFE or to university is volunteer for a year. Headhunt the 10 best farmers in the district and work for them for free for six months or 12 months. The contacts, the networks, the knowledge that you'll get from doing that for free rather than having to pay off debt or whatever it's called now, uh, I think is so powerful. Uh, and they could even, if they're wealthy enough, they could even back you. To, for you to show that tenacity to go and work for them for free, I think is awesome. Might be a bit out there, but if you want this farm, what are you prepared to do? Um, try and get a lease on as hard in a couple of acres, uh, building up your skills, I think is a great thing. But the one we're really excited about is this idea of social media. Social media is where attention is uh, right now. You guys would rather be watching, looking at your Facebook than listening to me. That is where uh, anyone who creates content can get attention, and attention equals opportunities. And we're encouraging everybody who's an aspiring farmer, you should be documenting your journey of becoming a farmer. The more people that you know who know that you want to be a farmer, the more opportunities will pop up. The more people go, hey, I know Brian down the road is looking to sell. Hey, I know of someone who's willing to invest. You need to be out there creating content. You don't have to be an expert in farming. It's not about you being an expert. This is about you documenting your journey, saying, hey, I want to be a farmer. I'm going for it. This is what I'm learning. This is what I'm doing. Um, and you might have 50 followers. That is all you need. You only need 50 followers. You only need one farm here to get you onto your farm. You're not, you're not about convincing the world. The social media we think is just so powerful. Uh, and then matchmaking. So you need to be treating, um, you need to be able to go out and you should be finding your own opportunities and find your own matches. So you should be treating your farm uh, career and opportunities like you're an entrepreneur and you should be telling everybody you meet all the time to be, you're going to be really annoying uh, and treat this like a full-time job that you are going to be a farmer. It's just a matter of time and just a matter of when. But at the same time, you have this tenacity, you've got to be realistic that this could take two, three, or four, or five years to get on the farm, but you've still got to have that vision and you've got to hustle for it. Um, you should know the landscape. I've had people say to me, oh, I just realised the guy down the road, he's selling. I didn't realise. You should know five years in advance before someone's going to sell their farm. You should know the whole landscape. Who's going to sell when? How long and far away are they are from selling? You should know all the real estate agents in your district. You should be hassling them all the time. You should know all the accountants, the lawyers, the bankers. You should be understanding your community to understand where people are going to be moving, when, why, and get to know those retiring farmers, all those farmers that you think can help you get onto your farm. You should be preparing yourself. You can be putting your, your audience to work, so there's 50 people on Facebook who are following your journey. You can be putting a call out to them all the time saying, hey, any opportunities for farming out there um, that you know of, use your network to build it. You can be putting articles into the local newspaper saying how hard it is for young people to get onto farms, that you're an aspiring farmer and you want to get on, on a farm. And people will read that and opportunities might pop up. Uh, and you can obviously come to us uh, at Codway Farms, but the big one out of this one, number 10, is uh, we're really encouraging you guys to really treat this like being an entrepreneur and pitch farms. If you find a retiring farmer who's willing to back you but you still need equity, you should be able to put together a 10-page proposal, we've got a template, and you should be able to document why this farm is a good investment, what you're going to do on it, why you are the best person, uh, how you're going to make money for them, uh, and you can take that to us and we'll take it to investors. Investors are asking us to, to bring these proposals. Uh, imagine if you're an investor sitting there waiting for, to invest into something and some aspiring farmer comes together with, comes to you with a 20 page document of an investment that's going to make them 8% return. Um, 
in an area that they really want to. I think that's just so powerful. And even if you don't get that first one, you might, you might not get the second one. It might be the third or fifth pitch that you make and you finally get it. But I haven't heard of anyone pulling this together before and I just think it is just so powerful that you guys don't have to sit around and hope this fun comes to you. You can get out there, pull proposals together and you can make this happen. Um, so retiring farmers, um, the same sort of thing here. We want to understand what it is you want for your farm. So it could be retiring farmers just want to sell and walk away. Fantastic, that's fine. But we're hoping and we know there are farmers out there who want to uh, take control of their journey and want to think about their community, uh, want to see that new families are coming into their, into their district and also want to see the legacy of their farm being continued. So we're encouraging all our retiring farmers to document their plan and their, their hopes for the farm and we work backwards from that around figuring out, well, who would be the aspiring farmer? Do you need uh, cash? Um, how do you want the farm to be managed? And let's work around that. Then we're retiring farmers, we're also encouraging them to support young farmers to get farm ready. So we're saying get out there and mentor and also you should be offering leases to aspiring farmers. So often, all the time I hear uh, leases are going to next door neighbours or to agents. And we're saying that's not good enough, like what is a community, what are we doing here? You should be backing as many times as you can off lease opportunities to the next generation farmers and that's the sort of thing we're trying to encourage more. And then matchmaking. I want to see retiring farmers at nightclubs, out of the pubs, and the footy clubs, and out there headhunting the next generation, the next person that's going to take over their business. I want them out there hustling. I want them creating a Facebook page saying our farm is going to be up for grabs in four years' time. Who is ready? Uh, these retiring farmers should be taking their future into their hand as well. I sound a bit crazy, but there's lots of uh, retirement age farmers who are on social media, and we should be encouraging them to open up. This is not a secret that you have to move on your farm your farm eventually. Let's um, celebrate it and you, and you should be using this to get excitement uh, into your farm. There are people out there who would love your farm. The idea that I really want to push is setting up a farm shark tank. Imagine if you were a retiring farmer and you said my farm is up for grabs and we get 20 farmers from across Australia pitching to be on your farm. Imagine the quality of people that you're going to get coming to a pitch and be a part of your farming future. Um, we just think it's really exciting. Regional communities, I am really confident that if we can get communities, leaders in communities to realise what they have, we can get hundreds of young people back onto farms across Australia. You need to get consensus from your community that this is actually a need, and it is a need everywhere. You need to get some champions out there to realise, yep, we need someone to focus on bringing young people back. And what can you do? You create hope, you create a social media account for for your, for your community saying, community open for farmers, we are ready, here are things we are doing to attract the best people into our community. You should be attracting media as well saying, we are ready and here are the things that we're doing to bring the best people into our community. And these things include getting young people farm ready, holding forums, um, setting up mentoring programs, um, setting up lease arrangements, be a matchmaker. There must be so many people in every community who know everything is happening. Why are we activating those people to start setting up great arrangements for the next generation of farmers? And you can be the matchmaker yourself. Everybody knows what's, well, most people know what's happening in the community. They know when things are, are going to be happening, people are going to be moving around. Imagine if you could go up to a retiring farmer who trusts you and say, hey, I know five young people who love your farm. How about it? Um, you can set up a community farm fund. This is something I'd love the banks to get involved in, accounts involved in, where you have a, a defined process to be able to, to release equity from your farm and support a new family into your farm and get that um, set up as a community organised 
uh, a fund. You could hold a community version of Shark Tank where you're trying to pitch a couple of farms to all of Australia and you get young people from all over the country coming in to try and be a farmer in your community. You can set up creative farm opportunities. I love the idea that you've got four neighbouring farms and they're maybe a retirement age and you say to them, what if you, you allocated 200 acres each and you now that 200 acres is now part of a new entity that's backing a young person uh, so you're still getting a return from it but you're bringing a young family into the community. Donations, I, um, this might sound a bit crazy, but in America, um, they've set up trusts now uh, in Boulder, Colorado, where they've gone and asked retiring farmers to donate 5% of their wealth to a trust, which is all about attracting young people, uh, getting free Wi-Fi, co-working spaces, free childcare, um, because they know that the community is dying and they need to find new ways to attract people. Why can't we set up similar things like that uh, in our communities to attract the best farmers? And then farm advisors is the last one. Uh, I'm talking about accountants, bankers, succession planners, lawyers, and real estate agents. These guys are the ones who have the trust and have the networks and have the access, and they're the ones, if we can get them switched on to what we're trying to do here, could really open up doors to the next generation of farmers. Um, we want them to normalise the discussion around different ways of getting um, young people onto farms. That is the key thing. I've heard so many times that vendor finance arrangements have been set up. They then go to the retiring farm, talks to their advisor. The advisor says, no, no, too risky. And it's shut down. We need these advisors to be promoting those options in the first place. Um, they could be sponsoring matchmaking events like um, today, or we have awkward matchmaking events where you have retiring farmers down one side and young farmers down another. Um, they could be talking to their customers directly, just discreetly, talking about here are your options for stepping back. One of them is to be matched with an aspiring farmer. Um, you could hold uh, targeted events targeted aspiring farmers specifically on how to own a farm, again, like this great event. And on creating social media content, being relevant. Imagine if a bank uh, was there writing content about the 10 other ways to own a farm other than just getting access to debt. I mean, how powerful is that? You're creating a service that's value to people. Uh, that is just over and above what would normally offer, but I think that would return back to a bank or accounting firm in spades because you've got the trust and the, and the, and the love from the next generation. Farm ready, you should be um, suggesting clients lease to new farmers. Um, they should, you should be setting up aspiring farmers to go work on clients' farms so they can build up their skills. You could be sponsoring memberships to cultivate farms. Um, uh, and then the matchmaking, so that idea of advising retired farmers to think about um, different ways of getting young people onto their farm, promoting those alternative ownership arrangements, normalising it, uh, finding investment opportunities for your clients, so you'd be having those uh, retired farmers sitting there with a bit of cash in the bank and suggesting to them, why don't you have a think about investing into a farm down the road? Um, and, and, and this idea of championing this, this community farm fund where it helps to back uh, young people onto farms. So that's it. It's, I think that none of those um, options required us to have a million dollars in our back pocket or two million dollars in our back pocket. This is just about matching people together and having a discussion. How much do you want to hustle? How much are you willing to share? How much are you thinking about um, using this as a different way of providing options and creating work for yourself as an advisor? Will you share equity? Uh, and uh, will you see your community as a massive opportunity for the next generation? Uh, and I might just leave it there. Thank you. Hey, thanks for your attention. Please do leave a rating and also get in contact if you do want to get onto your dream farm. We'd love to help. Let's get you farming.